Give somebody a high five. Tell them it's good to be with me. Amen. How do you believe that? It's good. It's good to be with you. Amen. I just want to say, if it's not good to be with you, change. Quickly. Right? Hurry up. Come on. It's good to be with you. You, you're, you come right out of God himself. Made in his image and in his likeness. And God knew what he was doing when he made you. And if it's not good to be with you, it's probably just as simple as you just living the wrong life. Right? I have crucified, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Myself was crucified with Christ. But it's Christ that lives in me now. It's not self, it's Christ. And the life I now live, the life I now live, that's a vital statement. The life I now live, say that with me. The life I now live. One more time. Say it. The life I now live. In other words, the life I now live is a different one from the life I used to live. See, a lot of us, we have access to God life. We just don't use it. We just don't know. We don't realize. See, there's people all, there's people all, all around the country. Look, you can get born again. You can pray the prayer, invite Jesus into your heart. Let the blood of Jesus... Wash away your sin. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And you can hang on till Jesus comes and, and, and make it into eternity. But never be experiencing God life on earth. See, you can, you can be connected to God but separated from God life. You know, my kids, your, your children, they can be in your family but never benefit from your family. I, I hope you're thinking, and that you, and it's about what I'm saying. We don't want to. We don't want to be connected to God, but separated from God. Life, eternal life, doesn't start when you're dead. It starts when you're born again. Hello, somebody. Oh, uh, we want to make sure we're living the right life. If it's not good to be with you, you ain't living the right life. And, and you know, there, there are moments, and can I just tell you that, that as, as we move from being connected to being committed, we get, you know, we, we're, remember, we're getting committed to, to church, we're getting to the body. This is Christ's body. He's the head. Of the, we're getting committed to what he's doing through the church. We're getting committed to tithing and giving and honoring God. We're getting committed to, to prayer and, and to the word. Well, if you're going to get committed to prayer, you've got to get committed to the word because effective prayer is going into the presence of God with God's word, getting to agreement with God on that word. So you can't even pray effectively until you get in the word. Here's why the enemy wants you to think that it's hard to get in the Word, because until you're in the Word, your prayer ain't effective. Your prayer ain't prayer. Your prayer is whining. Right? You're telling God how bad it is, as if he don't know. You know, he's watching you in that mess. And you've got to take his Word and go into his presence, get into agreement with him on that Word. All of a sudden, now you've got effective prayer. And we're getting committed to that. But don't think for a minute that as you commit, to a lifestyle that's demonstrating Satan's defeat, that hell's just going to, you know, back up immediately. No, here's the deal, is the enemy's going to come see if you know what you're talking about. Opposition. Remember the sower sowed the seed, and the seed was the Word of God. Remember? It's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> What's he talking about? He's talking about the Bible. The sower sowed the seed. 
The seed was the word. And immediately the thief came to see if he could steal the seed. See, it's like when you make the commitment, I'm, I'm going to love my wife. Then she wakes up. I'm going to love my husband. Then he comes home. I, I'm, I'm going to love my neighbor. And then you're asked to scoot to the middle. I'm going to be a giver, and you get new bills. I'm going to walk in health. You get a new symptom. I'm going to trust Jesus. Something scary happens. You, you're going to be challenged. I'm, I'm, as a body, we're going we're to commit. We're, we're gonna, did I say it right? We're going to commit to seeking God. Self starts to rise up. Oh, trust me, you're, you're going to get irritated. I just think it's hilarious because, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not really discussing the scriptures to you, but, you know, be angry and sin not. Why is that so vital? Well, because you're going to be irritated. You're going you're to walk through life in the next few weeks. If you are, if you are connecting with us in this journey, you're going to have the opportunity for self to be agitated just a little bit because we're killing it. See, we just canceled everything on the schedule. Not doing anything. So weekend services and Wednesday focus. We're going after. We're, we're going after the presence of God. We're seeking God. And you know, for a lot of people, that doesn't mean anything because they only came once every two or three weeks on a weekend. So it's not a huge challenge. They're like, cool. Now I'm just as committed as everybody else. It's an opportunity to catch up. And the ones that are really busy, they're really bothered because now, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. And, and, and stuff starts coming. And when we start going into and seeking the face of God, trust me, the opportunity to be irritated, the opportunity for your flesh to demonstrate, it's right there. And it's awesome because it's your, uh, it's your opportunity to recognize self in you. You know, you, you need to see it. I know your friends can see it, but you don't. You know, I don't. When, when, when I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I don't go, whoa, you're greedy today. No, I, I look in the mirror and say, there he is, steward. Uh, you know, because I've got to use spiritual terms. A lot of times, no, it's just me being greedy. <laughs> you understand that God, God has a plan. God has a plan. Matter of fact, Jeremiah 29, 11. Have you ever heard that one? We're going to look at it in the message. Jeremiah 29, 11. Shelby used this last week, and it just kind of launched some, some thoughts. And, and, but listen to what he said. He said, I know what I'm doing. How many of you believe that God knows what he's doing? I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you. God has plans to take care of you. God has plans. Listen to me. If God's plans don't work out, trust me, yours aren't going to help either. You probably want to connect to God's plans, plans to take care of you, not abandon, plans to give you the future that you hope for. God's got plans to give you the future that you hope for. He says, when you call on me, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. 
Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more. You know, a lot of us, we come to church and we're looking for something. It's not always him, though. You know, we're, we're looking for, a, for an inspirational message. We're, we're looking for, uh, you know, for something. It, it, it looks good. It, it, it's got the right feel. But really, in our heart, are we really seeking him? And do we want it, him, more than anything else? Man, when you get serious about finding me, look at what he says in verse 14. I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God says, when you, when, you, when you come searching for me and you want me more than anything else, I'll make sure you are not disappointed. This word disappointed is such a, it's a great word. I, I love words because words actually mean something. Disappointed. Dis is the prefix, which means to be pushed down or pressed out of. To be disappointed is to be pressed down or pushed out of your appointment. The president of the United States, that office, that's an appointment. And inside that appointment, there's authority, there's power, there's, uh, you know, abilities that, that, that belong to that office, to that appointment. That outside of that appointment, that man, is he's just that man. He doesn't have the same authority that he has inside his appointment. See, it, it's like being a father. It's, it's an appointment. And, and children, hear me today. You, you really don't want to disappoint your, your parent very often because when you push them out of their authority to father you, there's, a, there's authority, there's power, there's anointing, there's things that can be done in your life by your father that, that nobody else in the world can do. The enemy wants to press you out of your appointment. There is authority in Christ. And when you walk in, in the new man, there is authority. There is power. There is anointing. You can speak to mountains and they'll be removed. You talk to a cancer and it dries up and dies. You talk to a financial situation and the heavens are opened up and provision begins to flow. There's authority in your appointment. And so the enemy does everything he can to disappoint you. So that you go through life and you don't have the authority to speak, to live, to demonstrate. So you end up with things in your life that shouldn't be in your life because you don't have the power to eradicate it from your life. God said, when you seek me, when you want me more than anything else. Oh, hear me this morning. When, when, when you want me more than you want your health. See, the enemy, he's pretty slick. He, he, it's really, it's, all, it's, it's, it's an illusion. It's a card trick. It's a sleight of hand. And he gets you to thinking and to using a system of logic that's contrary to God's system of logic. In the beginning was the Word, right? What is that, John? And the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and in the beginning was the word. It's where we get the word logic. It's logos. In the beginning was the logos, where we get our word logic. In the beginning, God had a system of logic. And the secular system of logic is so contrary. 
And there are things that you know that in the natural realm make sense. It's reasonable. But it doesn't have the same authority as God's system of logic. It's like the, the law of gravity is, is a true law, but there, there are rules in the law of aerodynamics that override the law of gravity. Now, it doesn't mean that gravity stops existing. It just means that when you're operating under the law of aerodynamics, well, you better pray that when you get in an airplane and take off, that you are going to rise above the law of gravity. Right? The gravity's still there. If you don't believe that, step off the plane for a smoke. <laughs> you know, it's still going. But in God's system of logic, there, there's a greater law. There's a, just a greater law than the law of the natural realm. Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death. Death isn't dead. Death is separation. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. God life. Peace. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. See, in your natural, in the natural law, there are things that make sense. I, I love Romans 8, 6 in the Amplified, it says to be carnally minded, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. See, it makes sense. It's not just so evil and so contrary that it sticks out like a sore thumb. It makes absolutely 100% perfectly good sense. It's reasonable to believe that, but it's missing the Holy Spirit. And where a lot of us are living is in a state that we've been disappointed. We've been pressed out of our appointment. We, and I'm not talking that you walk around crying and bawling and you're an emotional wreck. I'm saying you ain't got the victory that you're supposed to be able to demonstrate as, as, a, as a person who's walking in the authority of a believer. There's things going on in your life it shouldn't be happening. And, I, I, and I'm not talking about, you, you know, your, your nicotine habit. I'm talking about real victory issues, real breakthrough maturity. You, you're, you're dealing, you're dealing with, with low-level stuff, and we're supposed to be in a totally different realm of life, teaching principalities fresh lessons. Where, where's the power? Well, you've been disappointed. How do I get reappointed? When you get serious about seeking me. When you want me more than anything else. See, it makes perfectly good sense if you're sick to seek healing. Unless you add the Holy Spirit to that thought process and you realize that, no, I don't need to seek healing. I need to seek the healer. And not to manipulate him, but to get in his presence. Because I, God has a plan for me. I, I don't need to seek prosperity. I need to seek God because his plan is to prosper me. So I don't have to worry about prosperity i i gotta i gotta just seek god and live his plan because his plan is gonna make ensure that i prosper matter of fact he expects me 
to prosper. If I'm not prospering, I'm living the wrong life. See, we're great people. Please, please, don't, please do not misinterpret my motive and, and my heart. When I, when I say that, you know, we, 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 don't have vic- we, we, we don't have the victory that we should be having. I'm not saying we're evil. I'm saying that it's possible that we're deceived. It's possible that we've, we've become complacent, that, we're, that we've settled. I've been doing this a couple of weeks. There are moments when the presence of God comes in a room. You, you can't fake that. You, 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 I'm sorry. You just, you, you can't fake it. A couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, the presence of God was here. And as I was ministering the word and looking around the room, people uncontrollably, you know, tears are running down their face and the presence of God is here and he's walking the aisles and he's moving and we make the call and it's like, if you are ready, like me, you want to, you want to press in and you want to go and you're going to, you, you want to step out of this life into the life that God has for you. right now. I want you to stand to your feet and in that moment, in the presence of God, so strong, nobody, and I made the call so, so wide that really any of us could have stood. Matter of fact, several of you guys came and said, uh, I can't remember exactly what you said. You know, I, mean, I, 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 I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, but, it, but it was like, Tom, you rock. No, that wasn't what it was. Uh, what did you say? Um, yeah, we were. Isn't that the word you used? I think he said, I'm disappointed. I should have, I should have, I should have responded. But in that moment, it was like a God moment because it gave us the ability to, to point out We've settled. It's a card trick. In our brain, we see a picture that if we go for the life that God has for us, that we're going to be that something weird is going to happen. God is going to uncover us in public. He's going to hang our laundry out, and everyone's going to see our stuff. Which is, a, which is a manifestation of a deception that's already taken root in your heart because God's not in the business of making your life miserable. The life that God wants to bring us to, the life that he needs us to connect to. I, I can't wait. Shelby and I have been studying the, the blessing. Matter of fact, I was talking to her yesterday. Shelby tells me everything to say, by the way. I, I just do what she says. I'm the head. She's the neck that turns the head. I was asking permission to begin to speak on the blessing. She told me no. Just wait. Just wait. Look at her. <laughs> she, you can, if you guys could see her now, she's like, oh, my God, he's telling them. Yeah, and... and I can't wait to get into the blessing because the fact of the matter is, let me, just, let me just tell you this, that the blessing of God is the manifestation of God's love towards you. And when, when, when they went back and they preached the gospel to Abraham, you ever read that? 
that he preached the gospel to Abraham. What was the gospel? That through you, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Which is a really cool way of saying that God wants to bless you in such a manner. And his blessing is because of his love. God loves you so much that he wants the manifestation of his love to be so great in you that it impacts everyone in your world. Why does God want us to connect to the life he's called us to? Because it's going to impact everyone in our world. Have you ever wondered if what I've got is so awesome, so real, so powerful, so life-changing, how come none of my friends want it? How come? How come nobody wants to... Be like you. Well, because we, we're at the threshold. But, but we have an enemy that has to be taken out. See, kingdom life is all about ground, possessing, taking ground, taking ground, taking back what the enemy's you know, stolen. He, he's, he's moved in and set up camp and we've got to, we got to, matter of fact, the word possess, you know, you're, you're going to go in and, and, and you're going to possess the land. Remember you're, you're coming out of, out of bondage and, and, and you're going in and you're going to go possess the land. The word possess, you know what it means? It's a, it's a cool word. It means to drive out the previous tenant, make him poor and dwell in his place. It doesn't mean to show up. It means to drive out the previous tenant. Make him poor. Take what is rightfully yours. Take it back. And dwell where he's been dwelling. See, self, we think, we think the devil's our enemy. The devil's defeated. That big, bad, hairy devil is under your feet. That big, fat, hairy devil's under your big, fat, smelly feet. Your enemy. Your enemy. It's yourself. Self. It's that thing that rises up. Well, wait a minute. I've got rights. No, not in Christ. Not in Christ. See, we, we sing it. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. Give myself to you. Until something happens in my life that I don't like. Until somebody touches something that's mine. <laughs> Hello? We've, we've made God life. We've made the body life. We, we, we boiled it down to where it's almost intolerable. You know, in, in our, in, and I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about our culture, our society. We're focused on the wrong issues. The church is very well known for answering questions that nobody's asking. And we focus, we hyper-focus on things that don't matter. We come in and somebody's sitting in my chair. Who do they think they are? That's my chair. That's where I sit. 
I can't believe you've canceled those services. Now we have to sit with these people. I went to the other service to get away from that guy. Next week, when we take the lights down, we'll have spotlights that just shine on the right people at the right moment. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> There's stuff in us that God's going to bring to the surface, and you want to know what's crazy is you're going to do everything you can to project that to other people. When wisdom would be, you should probably just let God deal with you. Even while I'm... Even while I'm just, in a, guys, hear me. I, I'm just trying my, I'm trying hard because God's dealing with Tom. Okay, I, I, I don't want you to think, wow, he thinks he's special. No, I, I kind of get what Paul said in, uh, matter of fact, Philippians 3, uh, verse 12. Look at what Paul wrote. He said, I don't have this thing altogether yet. I'm just on my way, reaching out for Christ, who so wondrously reached out for me. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I don't count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. God is beckoning us onward to Jesus, and I'm off and running, and I'm not looking back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Let's, let's keep focused on that goal. Hear me. The enemy is going to do whatever he can to disrupt your focus. He's going to make you think that you should be looking at some other things. Stop. Stop. Don't think what's right and what's wrong. Think what's old and what's new. That old guy, that old you, he's got to die. We need the new you to, to, to rise up. So, so don't be tricked by, by, by a cunning, sly deception. You know, a, a, an illusionist. That's what, that's what the enemy is. He's an illusionist. And he gets, you to, he, he gets you looking over there so you don't see him messing over here. Get your eye focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. And if you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, well, God will clear your, clear, your blurred vision. I love that line. Just hang around here for a moment. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, stay on it. Stay on it. Let's just stay on it. Wednesday night focus. Let's stay on it. Well, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a busy night for me and the family. We, we, we got square dancing that night. Well, we're going to be here focusing on him. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a bowling special. Three games for the price of one. I'm telling you. It's your victory. I'm just telling you what God's been telling me. Your victory, your victory is at stake. And the picture you have in your mind, the picture that you have in your mind is it's possible. You're wrong. And what God's trying to do isn't fix people that you don't like. God may be wanting to fix you. Working you, rearrange you. I, I know it's not fun. I know it's not comfortable. I got to tell you something. It's irritating. Because there are some things about me I really like. And then he starts messing. 
But on the other hand, I can't wait to get back in his presence where he can continue to work on me because every time I come out of there, you know, Wednesday night, Mark's not here this morning, so I'll tell on him. Wednesday night, Mark Kane got up and, and, he, and he, I just had him testify for a minute. And I got to tell you something, Mark Kane, just a few months ago, didn't like any of you. He's not a people liker. But today, when, you, when I look in his eyes, he ain't even the same guy. Not even, the, not even the same guy. And what's going on in his house, and his kids are gathering around and praying, and the, they're having a little family revival at their house. You want what's going on at his house in your house. You want God to work in you. Because when you come out, you, you're better. And you realize that God really does know what he's doing. It is in Christ, Paul wrote, that we find out who we are and what we're living for. It is in Christ. You've got to get in Christ. Some of the stuff that you're seeking and some of the, even some of the manifestations that you're looking for, whether it's health or finance or emotional or relational, whatever it is, See, you're seeking the wrong thing. Let me close with this picture, I hope. I'm, I love closing. Sometimes I do it like six times. <laughs> In my first closing, let me share this. That when, when, when we consider the plan that God has for us, often what we do is we, we, we you know, God has a plan for your life, the, 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 a destiny. And we look at, at the end and... We, we, and we, and, and okay, so, so there's that. But we, we, we neglect to, to realize that he didn't just plan the end. He planned the whole trip. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like when, when, I, when I used to call Shelby, you know, before we, before we were married, I'd, when I'd call Shelby and, and she'd answer. That, those were good days when she'd answer. You know, and I'm sure at her house, after about ring 27, her mom would say, answer the phone. She's calling again. She'd pick up the phone. Hello. I'd say, <laughs> hi. <laughs> How you doing? And she'd say, fine. And I'd say, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> and she'd say, nothing. You want to do something? And she'd say, ha, ha. Okay. When I say I'm outside, <laughs> and she'd get in the car, and her dad would come out, and he inevitably he'd he'd need to know when will you have her home, and I'd tell him, and he'd look at me and he'd say, okay. And I got to tell you something about me and my mother sitting right over there. I was the perfect child. <laughs> Come on, don't let me down now, Mom. See, wave your white hanky. <laughs> I was actually pretty good. I, I had her home on time. I respected her and her family. But when we leave the, 
the driveway. Well, what would you do? Oh, we just drive around. All we have to do is be back on time. No, I had everything planned. Everything. You know, think about it, guys. When, when, when you plan the date and you, and you know where you're taking her for dinner, in, in essence, you, you, are, you are bringing in, into, uh, uh, you know, a sense of control. You, you, are, you are determining the, the kind of food she's going to eat and the price range it's going to be in. Right? You, the atmosphere and the environment that you're taking her into, you are controlling that. And the, see, that's what God has planned for you. It's not just that you make it to the end, but it's the journey, the lifestyle, everything, the environment. He has it planned. And some of us, see, we're outside that plan. If I called her up and said, you, you want to you wanna do something? And she said, okay. And, and I said, okay, okay I, I, I'll be right over. And she would say, no, 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 no wait, wait. Tell me where you're taking me. Well, it's a surprise. Well, you better tell me because I'm just going to meet you there. You, you're going to meet me. I, I, really, I really wanted to pick you. No, I'll just, I'll just meet you there. I, I don't want to ride with you. I just want you to pay the bill. And as soon as you leave a tip, I'm leaving with my friends. And if I ever get an open spot in my calendar again, I'll send you a text. And maybe you could buy me and my friends something. I think, I think some of us have missed the reality that the life that God has for us, see, the life that Shelby would have had she treated me that way would not be anywhere near as wonderful as what she has now. But, but with Christ, you know, kind of make light of it, but the, the reality is that what he has for you, You really don't want to do life your way. You don't want to keep saying stupid stuff like, well, what I think. Because thought and reason without the Holy Spirit. You're good, but you ain't God good. What he has for you, the environment that he wants you to live in. You need to hang around long enough to find out that sickness ain't part of it. Depression's not part of it. Bitterness isn't part of it. Focusing on the wrong issues. Anger. You know, all anger is is a manifestation of an emotional response to something has been taken from you and you want it back. Which means that you're a taker, not a giver. If you're mad at people, it's because they've, you think they're taking something from you. If you ever transition and live to give, I'll tell you right now, I can't be stolen from. Had to get over that a long time ago. I, I can't be stolen from. You mean, well, you mean somebody can't break in your house if they, if they take my stuff. I'm, I'm going to be better off in a few moments. I'm not going to live there. 
You gotta, you just, you just gotta press through some of this stuff. You gotta realize that you know what? Instead of looking around the room and finding people that could really use a dose of the Holy Ghost, you need to stop and say, "Okay, God, work on me. Work on me." There's not much I can do about Keith. There's not much I can I can I can do about any of my friends in here. You know, I've tried to change bronze. I can't do it. But when I come to God and when I'm seeking him and I want him more than anything else, he begins to work in me. And life becomes more valuable, more effective. And I realize that I find much more pleasure in pleasing him than I do in trying to please myself. I know a lot of us, we think we're trying to please others. No, you're not. You're just trying to please self. And you think if others are happy, self will be happier. And it won't. But when you learn to please him, you become more fulfilled, more healthy, more filled with joy. Once you just close your book, your eyes, we're just going to take a minute. I've got a couple of questions I want to ask. The first one, if you're here today and you do not have a real relationship with God, we're talking about relevant relationship. I'm not asking you, have you gone to church a lot or have you prayed the sinner's prayer ever before? What I'm asking you, is God real in your life? In just a moment, everyone in the room is going to pray a prayer together. And I, I don't want to do anything to embarrass you not going to call you out, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I, I, want, I want God to be so real in me. I want God to be so real in me. I've, I've been around God. I've been around church, I, but, but I, I don't have a real relationship with God. I want, I want that in my life, and, I, and I'm starting today. If that's you, while no one's looking around, yeah, just make this prayer your prayer today. Just hold your hand up and let me see it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Hands all over the room. I just want God to be real. So I guess I got to get real with God so God can be real in me. Real quick. Anybody else? We're going to pray right now. Anybody else? Say, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. I want everybody to pray this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love, your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I'll live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. I choose to live for you in Jesus' mighty name.
while your heads are still bowed and eyes are closed, I, I just want to ask a question. Are you ready? Are you prepared for the opposition? Are, 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 are you ready to, to let God deal with you? You, you can look at me for a minute. Uh, I just, I, I, I want to, I, I really want to follow God here. I just, I just need you to understand something. You know, the prodigal, when he was separated from his father, he had, you know, you know the story. He had, he had taken his inheritance, spent it, squandered it, uh, lived, you know, just his life. And then, then the Bible says he came to his right mind. And he realized, I need to be with my father. I think for some of us, that before we can come to the father, first we have to get in our right mind. We have to have a moment of clarity. You know, well, I've never separated from the father. Well, you know the brother? The prodigal brother, you know what he said? Well, I have been here. I have never left. I have always served you. I have been around the house, and you have never done this for me. And the Bible says that the, that the prodigal brother was angry and would not enter in to the party. See, that emotional thing, that anger, that stuff that's in our life. It keeps us, even though we're at the house, it keeps us from entering into the blessing of being in relationship with the Father. Either way, whether you ran from him or whether you hung around, but you emotionally, you're messed up, you got to get in your right mind to be reunited to the Father. Here's what we're praying for you every day right now. You know, I say this because I, I believe the Bible where it says if, if any two of you agree, I think maybe if you, if you and I can get into agreement. But I'm praying that you'll have moments of clarity. Moments where you can say, okay, I, 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 I can make a choice. You know, it's one thing to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. To make that choice, you know, it's one thing to say, choose you this day whom you're going to serve if it seems evil. But you've got to have a moment of clarity where you can say, Okay, I'm making this choice. I, I commit to focus. Here's what Shelby and I are praying every morning. We pray for the whole church. We pray for the leaders by name. And, and we're praying some things. And, and, and you know, sometimes it, 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 it strikes me that I wonder if everybody would, would agree with what I'm praying. So here's what I want us to do this week. I, I want us to find a time. You know, if you, if you really can't be here Wednesday, find a time to focus. Find a time to focus because what I'm asking God to provide you with is a moment of clarity where you can make a choice. And you can say, I choose to seek you choose to come back, choose to enter in 
Because like I said, whether you ran off or you hung around, it doesn't make any difference if you're not in the party. This morning, if you raised your hand for salvation, can I just tell you this? That that's the beginning of the trip. You know that. It's not the end of the journey. A lot of you raised hands, and what should we do? Well, in just a moment, I think you should go into the family room for two or three minutes. There's people who have prepared, and they're ready for you, and they've got information to put in your hand. They'll pray with you. Just take a couple of minutes. If you need agreement and prayer in any area of your life, head to the room and just take a moment.